0: This week on Personally Speaking, our guest is Joe Concha, who's written a great book on the presidency of Joe Biden. Stay with us. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Gemasanti, and Joe Concha joins me now. Joe Concha is a Fox News contributor who joined the network in 2020. Joe appears on programs across Fox News Channel and Fox Business Network to provide commentary and insight on current events. He is a regular guest on numerous shows, including Fox & Friends, The Big Saturday Show, Varney & Company, and Outnumbered. In addition to his role with the network, Joe serves as a columnist for The Hill. Joe has written a book about President Biden's presidency called Come On, Man. Joe is married to Gene, and together they are the parents of Cameron and Liam. He's here with us today to talk about his life, his career, his family, and the faith and values that sustain him. Joining me now, I'm so pleased to welcome to Personally Speaking... Joe Contra, We're here talking to Joe Contra about his book, Come On, Man. I hope our listeners and watchers on SiriusXM and YouTube will get the book. It's great reading. Joe, thanks for coming on our program. Oh, of course. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Now, let me, uh, before I get into talking about the wonderful Joe Biden story, let's talk a little bit about Joe Contra, just so our listeners and viewers (laughs) know. Uh, Contra, Italian or Latino? That's interesting.
1: You know, since I'm from Jersey... People assume that since my name ends in a vowel and I have dark hair, that right. makes me Italian. But I don't have even an ounce of Italian in me. So I'm actually no. Basque, which is uh, the northern region of Spain, San right. Sebastian, uh, not far from Barcelona. But uh, yeah, that 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 area apparently is where I'm from. And I visited there a couple of years ago. And there's the bay named after me and everything. Well, not me, but the,
0: but, wow. the concha
1: name. So go figure. We're like Smith over there
0: amazing we're thinking italian all this time he's got to be italian now now <laughs> let's talk about family of origin the folks who raised you what did they do right well they gave me some freedom which
1: was good so mm-hmm. my okay. dad uh, at one point i didn't want to play football anymore because i felt like i was being a, tap- a tackling dummy and the practices <laughs> were hard i had a former u.s marine as our coach one of the best coaches <laughs> in new jersey history a guy named fred keel the like great fred keel and uh Instead of my dad saying, wait a minute, I played and I want a state championship and you're going to go out there and I want you to be tough. He said, look, you do what you want to do. And if you don't want to play, I can't force you to. And when wow. he said that, then I was compelled to play. And sure enough, it was yeah. one of the greatest experiences of my life. We we, we also won a state championship. Uh, and mm. overall, just my parents, you know what? They worked. They both worked and they both still found found time to be at every game I had, every event that I had and just always had a positive, optimistic feeling about me. Even when things were going wrong, they always said, we, we know you're going to pull out of this. It would be tough on me at times, but overall, just creating a positive atmosphere in the home and yeah. giving me the freedom to decide and make mistakes, because that's how you learn. That's, mm-hmm. that's, I think, what they did best. No one ever asked me that before, so I'm sorry if I... No, no, that no, no.
0: That's <laughs> very good, and and uh, you know, for the, our listeners and viewers, Joe Contra is from Jersey. Is willing to admit it, but you know, if you go online, oh. Joe, if you go online, they they name your uh, your your town as being in New York. Did you see yourself online? No, they set yeah. up in New York. They they they, they name. Uh, is it Bayonne?
1: Uh, Whitecove is where I'm from. I, I lived in Hoboken for many years. That's Hoboken.
0: There's a- yeah, it, actually, if you look up Joe Conch, you see uh, Hoboken, New York. I'm like, unless something new has happened, I'm pretty sure it's still in Jersey. You know, but just so you know that you got to correct these people. But let's go back to. Uh,
1: well, let me, Hob- let me let me let me talk about that real quick. I would imagine that maybe Sinatra, who was very powerful, who hated New Jersey, just decided to say, you know what, just give Hoboken to New York, and maybe maybe we, <laughs> we granted his wish i don't know but oh i gotta i gotta look that up okay hoboken's a great town and new jersey's a great state by the way we got oceans we got mountains it's a beautiful state outside of the, the of the airport it's very very nice trust me.
0: yes yes i believe that but unfortunately even when your senators are completely corrupt and and well, uh sexual deviance you still keep reelecting them they keep voting for a party that has betrayed them so many times but that's we'll get to that in just a moment now i gotta okay. ask you something we talked about your football career a moment ago you know, I, I talk to my nephews uh, all the time, and they have kids of their own, and uh, we talk about uh, would they allow them to play football? You have a son, Liam. W- would you encourage him to go into football, or is it too too much?
1: That's a very interesting topic in my household. So my wife is an ER doctor,
0: and oh, God.
1: <laughs> she sees, you know, uh, high school players primarily uh, coming in with concussions, I'm not yeah. saying every day during the season, but enough where it really kind of rocked her a bit, and she was a Division One athlete at Georgetown, by the way, in track, so it's not like ah. she doesn't understand uh, how positive it can be to be part of of a team, right, and all the things that it teaches you, but I'm on the side of, well, then we might as well not give him the keys to the car because more <laughs> kids die in car accidents for, and, and more kids are texting while driving and doing all these horrible things. In other words, I don't think I can protect him from life. Yeah. She says, well, we can always find other sports. I say, just don't play the, the, the positions where you get concussed. You know, wide receiver, <laughs> running back, quarterback. Be like I was on defense, and you 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 level the pain, and then uh, you'll be fine. She's not buying the argument so far, though.
0: Uh, no, I can see that she might not. And, and, <laughs> and what, you know somewhere along the line, going back to what your father did for you, somewhere along the line, you're going to say, Liam, it's up to you, right? Of course. I, oh, of course, I do that with a lot of
1: things, and I, I, I I've been telling you I didn't realize that my my. Uh, my dad said I sounded like him at one point. I guess he heard me talking to, to my son. And I said, uh, you know what? The only way you learn is by making mistakes. He goes, wait, that's my line. Think, oh, <laughs> hey, it worked. But he's seven. Liam's young. He's got a long way to go. He's got he's-
0: a long way to go. All right. Now, Joe Conscious, our guest. Joe, um, I every weekend I get to do weddings and I ask the same question. There's a billion people out there you could marry. Why is this one? How can you know this is the one? Why, Gene? I
1: had no choice. I... <laughs> So look at get this. So we'll, we'll talk about New Jersey again. So my parents grew up in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Okay. My grandfather was mayor of Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Uh, both my grandparents lived and died in Lyndhurst, New Jersey. Right. So Lyndhurst is is the key to this whole story because I do a Jersey Shore beach house with a whole bunch of friends. So it's guys, it's girls. It's it's, it's a really fun time at a place called Seagirt. And I met Jean there. And when I bought her home for the first time, well, guess where Jean's from? Jean's from Lyndhurst no. So I bring her in and my mother says, so I understand, like pulls me into the kitchen. She's a doctor. <laughs> I go, yes, yeah, she's a doctor. She went to Georgetown and was a track star. I go, yes, yeah. she was third in the country at one point. And can she cook? Oh yeah, she could cook. And she's from Lyndhurst <laughs> Yeah. She goes, oh, uh, you have to marry this one. Dude. It's, so that it's was a it. done she deal. Done her deal. I go, mom, you got to talk to her first. You got to see what's going
0: on.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, look, we just have a lot of commonalities and we're, we're different in many ways, but mm-hmm. I think our love of dogs basically brought us together. So before we had kids for like three years, uh, we we raised a dog. And that was like our practice. Overall, you just know, you know, I mean, uh, we you just know I met her and I can't put a finger on it. There's no logic. There's no playbook that you can really go to. I just knew. And sure enough, we're coming up on year 12 uh, this year and we're, we're, we're never been happier.
0: Joe Conscious, our guest, and we're going to talk about his book on Joe Biden in just a moment. But let me ask you, um, so many people, even in my parish, will talk about the fact that in families, we can't talk about politics because we're so divided. Uh, You and Gene, uh, are you guys on the same page there, or two different worlds? We're basically on the same page. It's funny because people automatically assume, since
1: I work for Fox News, that I'm the staunch staunch conservative. I I don't know if I'd describe myself as that. I, I think I'm just somebody who subscribes to this thing called common sense. Right. So (laughs) I kind of believe and she believes the same thing. Don't spend what you don't have. Okay, is that a conservative value or is that a common sense value? Uh, Crime, maybe hire more police officers if there's a problem and hire Mm -hmm. district attorneys who enforce the law. Again, is that conservative or is that just what everybody can probably agree on? You would think. But apparently in this world, no. And then on education, I'm pretty sure I don't want Liam and Cameron. My, My Cameron, my daughter, is in third grade. I don't want them being taught about gender identification and sexual orientation at that age or any age for that matter that's the yeah. conversation that should happen between gene me cameron and liam and the teachers shouldn't be obligated to do that by their teachers unions and now yeah. on immigration yeah maybe don't let five million people into the country in two years who are undocumented including more than hundred that are on the terror watch list and all the drugs that come over maybe that's a bad thing and maybe we should enforce our laws at the border if those are conservative values Then I don't know where this country is headed because that's just common sense to me.
0: Right, and and you know it's a shame that Joe Concha has no particular point of view. Uh, I I wish you did, Joe.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little shy, sorry. A little little bit shy.
0: Uh, let me go to the book now for our listeners and viewers. Come on, man! Is is that title? But I love the subtitle: "The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency." I'm walking through Barnes and Noble and I see this on a shelf, and I say, "I know Joe Concha. I think I'd like to read it." And I love reading it. You, you know, you write like you talk. You're you're factually uh, right on target. But I got to ask you when we talk about the man, the president. Um, there are some people who wonder if there is any core value in that uh, an example that comes to mind for me would be at one point he was uh, considering being a sponsor for the human life amendment to prevent mm-hmm. abortion now he's for the nine month write-in taxpayer funding it, that's just one of many many issues where he's he seems to have changed in time and you address that in the book but what do you believe i mean having studied the man is is there a core
1: no he's a pathological liar who does things for political survival and expediency and i mm-hmm. say this again let, let me read you know let me define myself I voted for Bill Clinton in 1996. OK, okay. Uh, the country was going in a pretty good direction. We were not at war. Our economy was going well. He was working with Newt Gingrich to, on welfare reform. The era of big governments over. We had a balanced budget amendment. All those things I could agree with. So I didn't look at a, a, a title next to his name of Democrat and say, oh, I can't vote mm-hmm. for this guy. So uh, that that's what I mean. So when I say that about Joe Biden and when I say in the book that he is the worst president of our lifetime, yeah. I don't even think it's close in terms of all the things that we just described as far as spending trillions of dollars mm. when inflation is already going through the roof and then celebrating when inflation was at 9% and it comes down to 6 and you say wow Look, at it. we've never seen inflation fall so quickly in our lifetimes. Well, when he got in office, it was at 1.4%. So stop celebrating because it's still five times as high as it was when you got there. We talked about crime before and the fact yeah. that we, in New York City, I don't even recognize it anymore. And, mm-hmm. and, and cities across the country, I, I, can you believe, look, I get, in the church, you know, obviously uh, tries to help those who are helpless. But the fact that we take those who entered this country illegally and we put them up in the hotels that are one block from Central Park, the richest zip code in the world, and we put them yeah. up there for months, and then when we try to move them, they protest and say, no, yeah. the accommodations the, the <laughs> aren't good enough. How, is that, how does that remotely make sense? But this president allows it to happen. And I talked about education again, and obviously he yeah. will not stand up to the teachers unions. So I could go on and on as far as all the things that this president does wrong, but mostly it is the lying. It is the constant, utter uh, unforced lies that this president tells on a daily basis. And since he has a press that doesn't challenge him very much, mm-hmm. he can get away with it.
0: Okay, now let's let's go to that, because you talk about that very eloquently in the book. Where are we at in terms of the press? Now, you pointed out all the uh, things in which he's protected by the progressive press, but we're at a point, aren't we, Joe, where uh, you can pick and choose the particular style of your news. In other words, whether it's uh, CNN or MSNBC or Fox News, depending on your yeah. desire for a flavor, do, do you think that you, personally, as a journalist— can present objective truth without the bias.
1: Absolutely. I I, I know I can. I I have a column uh, that's going up on I write for the Hill newspaper, which is considered one of the more centrist publications. uh, There aren't too many left anymore. Uh, And and I write about uh, all of the lies. We'll use that term again that Donald Trump has told about Ron DeSantis lately, uh, saying Mm -hmm. that, oh, DeSantis uh, stayed closed far too long, and I kept telling him that he has to reopen, and I lay out, through Trump's old old words at the (laughs) time, how that is simply not true. So Mm -hmm. I'm willing to call out both sides, not a problem. I I, I just want truth, and I want people who are principled and stick to those principles, and I I think DeSantis actually is that guy. But overall, the difference between Fox, and this isn't me cheerleading because I work for them, but but Mm -hmm. I study media. CNN and MSNBC have anchors right anchors who are supposed to be like your walter cronkites right. or your peter jennings or your or your or the muds and the brinkley's and so on they're supposed to just present the news to you without opinion and cnn's anchors like don lemon for example is considered an anchor injects opinion and ideology into it every time and then if you watch brett bear's show at six o'clock on fox news right. i don't see that from brett no, i see no. brett giving a newscast and then when they do the panels we have both sides presented so that's the difference between fox and and msnbc and cnn we have an actual news division and they have mm-hmm. opinion people posing as anchors
0: right joe conscious i guess joe what do you make of the fact going back to mr mr biden for a moment i, I was one of those people probably like millions of others who was kind of horrified by the way in which we uh dumped our allies in afghanistan but then this guy who doesn't have the backbone to stand by them is seemingly a lot stronger when it comes to ukraine how come
1: you have to wonder about that, I guess, because it's easy, right? You write a check. alright heres 40000000000 right, here's $40 billion, right? Here's 50 billion. Here are all the weapons that you need. Uh, the question is, how long can we do this for, right? I, I would much rather see a negotiation, because clearly this war isn't going anywhere, right? Yeah, uh, right. Russia can't advance on Ukraine. Uh, Ukraine can't advance on Russia, clearly. So they're in a stalemate, more or less. A uh, little territory moves here and there. But overall, this could go on for years and years with nothing really changing. So I'd yeah. like to see some sort of leadership instead of just throwing money at the problem try to get these two countries to the table and try to find some sort of negotiation if that is possible because the ukrainian people and you see the videos it is so horrible particularly when Mm -hmm. you see what happens to children that we can't allow this to keep going and not in the 21st century there needs to be a solution
0: yeah joe conscious our guest uh, and the book for those who are looking to run out and buy it i hope is called come on man joe you know you mentioned before uh uh the church and what we have to do but uh, you just it was a perfect segue. I forgot to ask you early on when I was talking about the origin of Joe Concha. Uh, what were you guys at religiously in terms of your upbringing? Was there a particular way of living?
1: Uh, Jean went to Catholic school. She went to Queen of Peace uh, okay. near Lynhurst in North Arlington, New Jersey. And uh, then she went to Jesuit uh, College, obviously, Georgetown. Uh, okay. So her parents, uh, deeply religious uh, church every Sunday. We went to church on Saturdays in, in my uh, household. So the five o'clock mass at IHM Church in Wayne, New Jersey uh, is where we would go. Um, and then, you know, you, you'd say, uh, obviously, grace before for dinner uh, every night. But did, I, did I read the Bible before every night before I went to bed? No, I did not. I don't want to. I can't lie to you, <laughs> of all people, right? Uh, right. But overall, you, you read the Ten Commandments and talk about things that don't age, right, that that kind of stand the test of time. Mm. If you live your life by all those things, I think you're going to be okay.
0: Well, re- related to that, I'm going to ask for some advice here. You know, our church, as you well know, has uh, taken a, a terrible beating over the past 30 years, well-deserved for uh, allowing any kind of abuse and the cover up, but as a guy who makes his uh, his living on communication uh, and raised in a, in a Catholic uh, tradition, what would you do if you were uh, if Pope Francis was listening to you about what we need to do differently to more effectively uh, teach what the Church teaches and also not make the mistakes that we have made? Come on, communicator, what do we need to do better? It, it, it
1: boy, it's such a great question because you you see those really depressing stats that. Churches more and more now uh the the attendance isn't quite what it used to be and people are going to church less and less i I wonder maybe if you take advantage of technology maybe covid taught us that you could Mm -hmm. do more things uh online and and go into people's homes as opposed to asking them to come uh to to the house of the lord so that that's one solution perhaps uh maybe change the format of your average mass a little bit like mix it up i don't know uh so Mm -hmm. it isn't the same exact structure every time? I, I, that's a very good question. But I guess if something starts not to work, then you have to find changes and particularly make an effort to bring younger people into the fray. So then that becomes part of their their family traditions when they start their families. But this is a question, I hate to say it, is is well above my pay grade at this point because <laughs> it's,
0: it's a tough I, one, I, I gotta admit. No, I, I, I get it. Now, let me ask you, you have a happy home, uh, a comfortable home, I would imagine, at Fox News. They're good people, and they, they allow you to speak your mind. If, if tomorrow you got an offer because they wanted to branch out and be more open to from CNN or MSNBC to be their house, uh, what you would say is a common sense guy, or they'd say conservative, would you take the chance? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta answer that as bluntly as possible. I, I just don't see them being news organizations. I'm sorry. I I, I don't see... A Peter Ducey in the White House press room from mm. CNN. What happened to Jim Acosta? By the way, I thought he held everybody, held uh, spoke truth to power, and asked the tough questions of all presidents. The minute yeah. Joe Biden got in there, that guy couldn't get out of that that room faster, <laughs> right? And, and that's what I mean. And if you can name who the CNN White House correspondent is now, boy, I'll, I'll give you a hundred dollars. I mean, I don't know if that that's legal to be doing betting on this sort of thing, but seriously, I mean that that's that's the thing. I, yeah. I just like where I am, and I like the fact that people are actually watching the network, which is always a. A positive. right right because right. <laughs> you look at the numbers i mean not to bore people too much with numbers but cnn can't even get five hundred thousand people watching in prime time and our five o'clock show gets nearly four million so yeah it's like yeah. saying hey you're on the yankees you want to go you want to go over <laughs> to the tigers no i don't want to go to the tigers i'm happy on the yankees thank you very much
0: uh, yeah let's let's go with the title of this book for a second come on man now my friends in the democratic party when joe was running for president said Oh, he's going to win because he's such a nice guy. If you read Joe Conch's book, not not such a nice guy. So is he a nice guy or is it just pretend?
1: It's pretend. I yeah. think there's no doubt about that. When you call half the country, right, basically fascists, you know, yeah. pe- people yeah. who are here to only hurt the country and are attacking democracy and all these things. I'm sorry. He was supposed to be elected as a unifier. Mm. And we're seeing that he is anything but. So, again, I think Joe Biden's about Joe Biden's survival and the nice guy part. I, I just can't buy.
0: And Joe Concha talks very openly in the book, and we'll talk about it now. Um, Joe, uh, in your estimation, I know that people always criticize us. when We have a conversation like this because they say neither one of you is a, uh, you know, a th- therapist. But is Joe all there?
1: I don't think so. And I, I base that on his schedule. You look at his schedule, and every weekend he's going to Delaware. We you're talking now, he spent more than 200 days of his presidency, either at Wilmington or in Rehoboth, yeah. which are now crime scenes, by the way. But regardless, if you just see that his day doesn't start usually until 10 a.m., and usually by 2 o'clock, particularly on Fridays, the day is over. Mm-hmm. So at that point, do you really want a president who's only putting in part-time of part-time? I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Is he making decisions or do people make them for him? They're made for him, clearly, yeah. because almost every speech,
1: obviously, he rarely strays from a teleprompter and he rarely is somebody who is allowed to speak extemporaneously.
0: Now, you, so, you've heard We all know that Jill uh, is pretty important there. I think back to Edith Wilson running the country when uh, President Wilson had the strokes. Th- does she call the shots?
1: I think it's a combination of people. I think it was Ron Klain, the White House chief of staff who Mm -hmm. recently departed. I think Susan Rice probably calls the shots when it comes to foreign policy. I think his wife and Jill Biden probably call some shots as well just in general. So Mm -hmm. I, I think it's president by committee. But that's why he'll run again, because he knows I don't have to put in very much time in terms of work. I don't really have to make any key decisions uh And the perks are nice, so he'll stay around the same way. Like when you try to get your keys from your grandfather after he's hit like one too many <laughs> fire hydrants, he's not going to give up the keys, and and Biden's not going to give up the keys. So when people think, "Oh, he'll just step aside and like Avenue and run," no, he's not going to do that. So you're probably going to have either Biden versus DeSantis, Biden versus Trump.
0: Joe, I got to ask you because it's one of the the things that I, I suppose many people in in my faith community are uh, taken with is he's a very public Catholic uh, this president of ours and. Uh, is it real? Is it genuine? I know it's very hard to judge anybody's spiritual life, but I have to admit that I get upset about a guy talking about his rosary or going to mass every week and at the same time basically giving uh, the bird to most of our teachings. What's your estimate of of his Catholicism?
1: I base every politician on their actions, never their rhetoric. Mm. So, if you're truly a Catholic... <laughs> <laughs> then you yeah. can't support, as you mentioned before, late-term abortions uh, yeah. and, and the like. It, it, that, that's basically the end of it. And, and how often does he go to church, by the way? I remember Obama going to church a lot more, and even Trump going to church a lot more. I guess he goes in, in Delaware, but I never see that video of President Biden attends <laughs> church. Do you?
0: <laughs> no, I, ha- I have to say, although he says he goes weekly, so uh, someplace he must be having masks, uh maybe like Mel Gibson, who does it at home. I don't know what this president does, but I wondered about it because it's, it does mislead people in so many ways. I've had friends say, Well, isn't he a good Catholic? And I, Well, what does that mean? You know, if, yeah. if as you say, you don't practice uh, the teachings of the church. Okay. Let me, well, let me ask there's you. There's
1: another point I can make about that, by the way. Remember, we yeah. talked about how the Ten Commandments before, that's a good thing to live on. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a timeless document. Thou shalt not steal. Like classified documents? Okay. Well, you broke that one now, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's face it.
0: Yeah, uh, no, good point. Very good point, yeah. Joe Concha. I, I promise I'm going to wrap soon, but I need to ask you. You are uh, the proud father of Cameron and Liam. Um, do you are you one of these guys that lives in hope that the country they're inheriting is going to be worth inheriting?
1: I worry about war. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. I, I worry about. The Chinese, particularly, Uh, they they had the spy balloon that they saw recently just just happened to float over one of our uh, nuclear bases. Sure, that makes total sense. And it just seems like the world is becoming more and more unsettled. And it's just this ticking time bomb. Right. What if China goes into into uh, Taiwan and Biden says, oh, we'll defend Taiwan with the U.S. military? Well, then it's World War three. Right. Or okay. if, if somehow Russia decides, you know what, we really don't like what Europe is doing in terms of giving weapons to Ukraine. We're going to start mm-hmm. bombing Poland now. Then it, it, the thing will just spiral out of control. And and I don't know how you stop that at that point. So yeah. but overall, I think in the context of your question, let's say there is no war. Do I think yeah. they'll get a better country when they inherit it than it is now? I'm afraid it won't, because I think we are permanently divided. I think social media primarily fuels that division you know Mm -hmm. it's, it's the loudest minority on there that somehow is controlling the dialogue so i i think that social media and all the things that go along with it is very very bad for the overall dynamic of the country and therefore i think when liam and cameron get older i think they'll be just fine because they get great grades they do well in sports they're good kids i think they'll succeed but i think the world around them won't be as stable as it was when we were
0: growing up they're also ridiculously cute oh my god yeah you make good good looking kids Promise, I promise, Joe. Last question. And that is when yeah. a person is as passionate as you are to write a book like Come On, Man, and to be the commentator you are on Fox and The Hill. I got to ask you, what, you, you love and you breathe politics and commentary on politics. Why not run for office, Joe Contra? Oh,
1: my dad brought that up to me about like two months ago. He's like, why don't you run for the Senate? You could be Cory Booker. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I probably could <laughs> be Cory Booker. <laughs> I think about it. But. <laughs> no it's just so horrible you see what they did to brett kavanaugh you see they went back to his high school yearbook right talking to people he's accused of doing something at a party 35 years ago that no one could corroborate and it still nearly derailed him from Mm -hmm. being a supreme court justice so no thank you okay i was a bookie in college i'll be happy to admit it in my fraternity (laughs) that'll be a widespread scandal uh You know, the Jersey Shore Beach House, like all these things. I had fun when I was young. I didn't do anything wrong or illegal. But it's like, I don't need that. I'd rather commentate on how ridiculous politics are than actually becoming one of those people that then (laughs) is criticized for being ridiculous. No, thanks. Can't do it.
0: I want to thank Joe Country for being with us on Personally Speaking. I hope you listen to him on Fox and read his stuff on the Hill and read the book. Come on, man, because it's a great and verifiable uh, account of what Joe Biden has done as president, and it it should be read read by everyone because he gives us pause about the man who's in the White House and maybe for another six or eight years. So, uh, Joe, thank you for writing. Thanks for being honest and direct. I respectfully disagree with you. I, I would love to see a guy like you. I would work for a guy like you to be in politics. Because you, you do speak the truth to, to, to the best of your ability and conscience, and I think we need people of character like that. And uh, uh, if, if you were a bookie, uh, you know, I'm willing to vote for a bookie if he's you. My congressman, by the way, is George Santos. Oh,
1: congratulations on that. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> so, you a know, casino. so it's kind of the same thing. You know, right? really,
0: how bad can Joe contribute? Joe, thank you for being with us, and thanks for the, the honesty of, of your presentation.
1: My candidacy will be, I'm on a mission from God, like in the Blues Brothers. And, and it's because you <laughs> told me to run, and no one can vote <laughs> against me. Beautiful. We got it going. Thank you.
0: <laughs> thank you, Joe Kosciel. As we end today's program, I want to thank you all for being with us. If you need to contact me, you can reach me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. Any shows you want to see or watch, you go to YouTube and search under Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Watch the shows, and please hit like and subscribe. We're also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Masanti. We're also now on Instagram at Personally Speaking Podcast. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandavitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.